Hello and welcome back to the final episode of Tell's Podcast for the year 2020. Phew, I thought you were going to say it's the last one ever. <laughs> My name is Busi and this podcast is on poker and love. I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Nimi. Hello, Andrew. Hi. This is kind of funny how you say my full name like that. <laughs> Why? It's your name. Yeah, that's and I true. I love it. It's just funny to hear you say it, I guess. Twas the day after Christmas. How was your Christmas, Andrew? Twas. Nimi? Twas the day after Christmas. Twas the day after Christmas. How was my Christmas, you asked? That's right. Great. It was great. Just the two of us. Taking a Christmas photo by the tree mm-hmm. and then having some food, having some beverages. How about that bike ride? Having a bike ride. How Our could I forget? long bike ride. Hope your Christmas was good. Tell us in the comments how your Christmas was, how you spent your 2020 Christmas. If you celebrate, um, if you don't celebrate Christmas and maybe celebrate Hanukkah, how was your Hanukkah? That was like a week ago. What other th- things can people celebrate uh kwanzaa mm-hmm. what else um that's all i got too that's all i know okay and then whatever you want let us know uh what was your favorite part the bike ride the couch sitting the nap the midday nap the nap yeah i you don't usually that. take a nap during the day but yeah i allowed myself a nice long nap on christmas day before i started cooking mm-hmm. and it was divine are you hung over today I was uh, struggling a little bit because but, I drank wine, yeah, which we don't usually drink anymore. You don't indulge in the uh, the vino anymore, do you? I do not. I've Consciously changed. or just it just doesn't come up? Um, a little bit of both. Consciously uh-huh. because I just get bad hangovers from red wine, especially. It's because you're old. <sighs> I think so. Yes. Um, and we found a wine replacement, which... I enjoy. Okay. Such as? It's called Can. Mm-hmm. It's a social tonic. They're not sponsoring this show? No, but if you know anybody who works at Can and wants to find a sponsor, billboard, this YouTube channel being a billboard for ads. That's right. Hit us up. Hello at tellspodcast.com. <laughs> a social tonic, you say? Yeah. So it's a cannabis-infused sparkling drink. Um, so it has a little bit of THC, a little bit of CBD. And yeah, I, th- I feel like if you have one, I don't know if it's like technically called microdosing, maybe like a little bit more than microdosing, but less than like a full dose, you know, <laughs> of, of the weed. Okay. But somewhere in between microdosing and dosing, I would, I would call one can. One can is a half a dose. Maybe not even that. A quarter dose. Yeah, something so like that almost micro dosing yeah um but yeah it's just uh you know if you feel a little bit of tension in your shoulder it's nice and chill it's a nice chill ride and you can uh control it it seems like more easily than uh uh uh, a joint or a bowl or what have you yeah or some of that candy some of those gummies that just hit you by surprise just ruin your evening yeah so anyway send you down a path of (laughs) Uh, what do you call it when you're afraid of things paranoia Mm. Mm. yeah that's not what you want no definitely not so anyway (laughs) that was christmas uh it was 
chill, quiet, just the two of us. Did a Zoom call with my family. And I did a WhatsApp video call with my family. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of talking on Christmas Day. I can't believe we still haven't like matched up all the family in some fashion. You know, seems like we should hop out and Zoom everybody. Yeah. Why haven't we? I don't know. I don't know either. You're always sleeping. <laughs> I call my family probably. I guess so. So is probably the rest of my family. Yeah. But probably. we could yell at them and make sure they're up and at them early so we can have a cross-continental Zoom situation. Perhaps. I mean, we could always do nighttime because then my parents would be up in the morning and your parents would be up at night since mm -hmm. they are more night owls. Does your family, did, they, did your family say they miss you? Uh, yes. Did they really? They did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so as it is the last episode of 2020, mm -hmm. we've fallen more deeply in love. We have. We've been watching. We did 36 questions that lead to love. Thanks to Andrew the is deeply in love with me now. Thanks to the failing New York Times. <laughs> Thanks to the failing New York Times. So today I wanted to ask you, Andrew reflections on the year that is 2020 mm -hmm. as it draws to a close quite a doozy of a year no <laughs> what have you learned observed would like to share with the listeners of tell's podcast observed or learned like about myself or what about yourself about give, me a, give me a specific question why no? can't you just think you about just want me to riff yeah ad lib i don't have a specific okay so maybe give me one thing that you learned about yourself okay one thing you learned about the world mm -hmm. yeah in 2020 mm -hmm. i don't know if i um had a, had any like major revelations but i do feel like the year kind of reaffirmed some things particularly how i really would like to work on uh, focusing more on the present time rather than constantly looking down the calendar to the next event like mentally and uh, yeah that was sort of forced upon us during this time and it uh, was nice and is nice it's still ongoing I guess nothing changes <laughs> next month next week um, no we're not gonna just bust out uh, into the new year uh, I think that's in for some disappointment if you think that's going to happen. But um, yeah, so like just trying to be more present and uh, being forced to do so is like really nice, you know. So just being here with you in the moment, figuring out what we're going to watch tonight on Netflix, <laughs> uh, all that kind of stuff is, uh, is pretty enjoyable. But um, I guess it's also like uh, it makes me appreciate just like uh, being able to get together with people, mm -hmm. you know. I guess that's like something I could maybe take for granted sometimes when you literally can't see people because of all this pan pandemic stuff to just try and uh, be grateful that that's available and to like utilize that option and get together with people more often. Mm -hmm. um, that might be like more of a revelation than like the living in the moment thing, but maybe it kind of coincides with one another. Sounds like it coincides. Yeah, it probably does. How's that answer? acceptable Good. yeah okay just gonna make you jealous with my answer that's fine <laughs> go ahead no. tell us um 2020 i 
so one, a personal realization was how to be happy without having something happen because mm. i realized that w- how often i put i'll be happy when yeah on my life right i'll be happy when i make x mon- amount of money i'll be happy when i go to mexico city i'll be happy when and just being being you know just being wherever i was which was literally on our balcony you know i remember in march when the most exciting thing was going out and sitting on the balcony for sun o'clock mm-hmm. and we'd sit on the balcony for an hour when the sun would just be right on the side of the building mm-hmm. so and i felt really content and not wanting for anything which i was very grateful for because there are a lot of people that were you know in want whether they'd lost jobs or whatever the situation was but just being a in deep appreciation for what we already had and sometimes like you say we just take it for granted that oh i have this but i'm i, I want that and this is what i'm chasing yeah also just the resilience of people and humanity was amazing to see because there was so much happening in 2020 it's just unbelievable from coronavirus to black lives matter to it, it was just unbelievable um but seeing the strength of the human spirit mm-hmm. and uh just the sheer will and force and of course the sheer will of bitcoin <laughs> <laughs> continuing on that upward trajectory incredibly impressive that bitcoin <laughs> so yeah i was i i rem- i was just very grateful for bitcoin the experience of you know like you said being present but also actually feeling joy without having something outside of myself change to be able to accomplish that feeling yeah and just live in it Yeah. So, yeah, yours is a little better. <laughs> um what about the upcoming year? Are you thinking about goals or anything of the sort? Um, looking looking forward to I think there's like a few general plans that we want to put into action. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know if there's like necessarily real specific goals that I can like attach a number to or anything. Um but like yeah there's different things different things work wise that we want to strive for or at least like get the gears turning. Mm-hmm. I guess previous years I would maybe attach some sort of number to it. Mm-hmm. But I mean if this year is any example of like why it's kind of silly to set like a very specific numbers goal because you never know what's going to happen really and we still don't know like how long this sort of situation is going to go on for into 2021. I don't know, but yeah, I'm pretty excited like to get back to making videos. Making the vids. Yeah, we need more poker videos. Hmm. Yeah, I sort of like recently reframed my mind about the videos a little bit and like about the audience and who's watching them and like what I think people enjoy from mm-hmm. watching the videos and like how my perspective with poker aligns with that. And so, I don't know, like I'm pretty eager to get back after it, I guess. Yeah. 
So I'm looking forward to those poker videos. You are? I do. I mean, I always enjoy the way you tell a story. Yeah. I mean, it seems really silly because it's just a poker hand. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's usually some suspense in there. Interesting. Um, I've told you this before. Don't interest me. I like hearing me. it every time. <laughs> Very interesting so stuff I you're do, talking about. Keep telling me. Even though I don't play poker myself, I still look forward to the punchline mm. and the outcome. Of, of each the, individual hand or each individual video or what? Of the hands. Okay. Because usually, I know that you put the most interesting hands of your session. Mm-hmm. So I, it's like a nice little summary of, you know, what you were up to that the day. night before. Because yeah. you never came home and told me about your Hands. hand history. Right. Yeah. So and you can see what the hell was going on in my world, in my life. That's right. The previous night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Natasha, our friend, uh, who was also dating a poker player, would say that Brad had five hands. That was his limit. He could not tell more than five hands. So he loves talking about the hands he too, Natasha. He would come home and tell tell her some hands and she was like you you have five hands <laughs> and i was like i don't get any hands i would be happy with five hands shout out to brad g <laughs> brad g you should just start a vlog or a podcast or something because the, the thirst for poker hands from a poker audience is unquenchable insatiable insatiable yeah everlasting always there <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, that's cool. I'm glad you still like my videos. I do. And also another thing that I'm very grateful for is that we did this thing mm-hmm. doing Tell's podcast yeah. because even when there wasn't like a set thing and there was no goal, we knew that the weekend came, you know, with sitting down and recording the podcast, which allowed us to create something you yeah. know even though we like stuck at home we mm-hmm. were still able to make something which yep. is always really nice yeah and it's just nice to like get some things out you know get some words out not like necessarily to the public but like amongst us yeah i think no because this podcast is generally a catalyst to other conversations mm-hmm. so at least we've lubricated andrew's talking talking pieces Have we? he doesn't really like to talk that much mm. but once we start talking he's usually pretty good about continuing i only talking. talk if i'm getting paid the big bucks you know <laughs> like we are in this channel all the big bucks all the zero dollars <laughs> all right um anything else about what about this year the upcoming year what you wish for the world do you have any wishes for the world uh hang in there hang in there people jesus we even had an election this year yeah oh my god try and uh try and not panic (laughs) buy bitcoin (laughs) Uh, speaking of bitcoin add add a small percentage of ethereum tiny (laughs) tiny percentage of litecoin this is not a financial advice uh podcast podcast so do not listen to andrew's um advice on what to buy that's true all right we have a voice message we do from frank great let's hear it let's hear the voice message lucy seemed disappointed that few messages were coming in so here's one from california 
Merry Christmas. And best of luck for a great experience on the home tour you suggested you were both going to take in today's blog. I'm curious, in particular given Boosie's attention paid to markets and values, whether the volatility of the Las Vegas real estate market will be a big decision factor for you both on deciding whether or not to jump in. Anyway, keep up the entertaining and creative content. Your audience adores you both. And have a happy new year. Oh, thank you, Frank. Thanks, Frank. And thank you for the gorgeous Christmas card too. Mm, he did, he did mm-hmm. that, Frank. He does it all. Uh, so yeah, we took a house tour. We've got to circle back to that conversation. We do have to circle back to that conversation. Guess what, guys? We are not homeowners. <laughs> <laughs> that house was lovely. Was lovely. However, and except that it was. Right across the street from a jail. Yep. Needless to say, I think it's a little bit of a hard sell. Come visit me. I live by the jail. I mean, I don't think people who are in jail are going to, you know, escape. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make for much curb appeal. Yeah. For me, that's not as big of uh, uh, a negative, a minus. Really? Yeah. Um, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. You know, it's like something you see in movies or whatever. They're like, oh, there's breakouts and stuff. It just doesn't yeah, really I don't happen. Yeah, I don't even think about the breakouts. You just think the aesthetics it's, of it. Right. Yeah. Location is everything with real um, estate, no? It's down in Henderson in an area called Water Street. And there is like some recent development and economic development down there. There's a new minor league hockey team that plays down there. What are they called? Silver the Knights? Silver Knights. Mm-hmm. cleverly named sort of <laughs> um so there's new like stadium down there there's some bars and breweries and stuff but i do think there'll be continued development down there but it is like very early i think in that cycle right and i think too that you don't have to purchase the house with the least curb appeal just to be in there because of the jail yeah I think it's a lovely enough house please, mix up for it. Please tell me, would you buy a house that was right across the street from a jail? Go on. Let us know. Thank you. Please leave the in the comments below. Yes. Because I think you would. the house was beautifully re- renovated. Um, the backyard was huge. But for me, that was like instant no. Okay. Well, it's not happening. So don't worry. Okay. But anyway. Um, Frank asked if... Volatility in the Las Vegas market will affect our buying choices. I think me more than you. Uh, I'm always a right. little bit more cognizant of that. And, you know, obviously I don't know exactly what the market value is for every property because I'm not in real estate. But the market's hot at the moment in Las Vegas. Yeah, the interesting thing is that there hasn't really been volatility per se. It's just kind of been like up. Right. Like ever since the uh, the Great Recession. Right. Like it's just continuously been up. And this, even though it's affecting the Vegas economy so far, that seems to have been replaced. Those losses have been replaced by people coming from California, Cal- mainly California. Yeah. Welcome. So that's really props up the real estate market significantly. Um, I think average prices are at all time highs. Yep. Um, but yeah, I guess we sort of have to wait and see what happens as the pandemic continues and the Las Vegas economy, uh, is affected by it and we have to wait and see. 
Right, because I don't think I've seen any sort of drop in prices for rentals nope. um, or anything of the sort. Nope. But uh, every realtor that I know is just making money hand over fist. Yeah, are we in the wrong business? At this point in time, Podcasting yes. is not it? Nope. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Where you make zero dollars? <laughs> we should have uh, got a real estate license in March hmm. instead of rebooting this podcast. We messed that one up. <laughs> Uh, is that all the questions from Frank? That, that was all the questions. All right. Thanks, Frank. Uh, let's have a look at some other feedback. So Jim D says, you guys joked about Bitcoin as an investment. I don't know anything about Bitcoin. However, a house is a good long-term investment. Mortgage, interest deduction for income tax, home value appreciation, etc. My wife and I bought a townhouse in the Bay Area, and at one point last year, the property's value doubled. Although we still have 3,600 monthly payments to go, crying face. Mm. Thanks for the content. So, sure. will you explain to Jim D, high level, what Bitcoin is and why he's missing out by buying a house I instead really of want, Bitcoin? I, I, don't, I don't really want to, to be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> okay. If you if you are very very curious and want a little bit of guidance, shoot me a DM on Instagram. About Bitcoin. Sure. Okay. It's it's fake money, like <laughs> every other piece of money we have. <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk said he he put it pretty well. He's like Bitcoin is almost as BS as fiat money. Yeah. So. So yeah. Anyway, I, home ownership, the financial benefits of, I think. For me, the main two things about home ownership are A, whether or not I slash we want to put a down payment on something when we don't necessarily know what the housing market is going to do, as well as whether or not we can use that capital in other investments. Mm -hmm. And B, do we want to do home maintenance? Do we want to do our own maintenance on the things that we own? Yeah. I think that's pretty much been our relationship understanding of home ownership right mm -hmm. i know that you do, you're not interested in that the right. only reason i want to own a house is because of the ability to decorate it and paint the walls okay versus a rental can we not paint the walls in here uh yeah but then you have to paint them back sure before you leave well that's twice as fun for you then <laughs> no uh no is that another point um so that that is obviously the perk I see to home ownership. But as an investment, I think because it's not very liquid, I would want to use my money elsewhere in something that is more liquid, meaning I can get in and out of it a little mm -hmm. bit quicker than selling a house. Obviously, 2020, those rules don't apply because if you want to sell the house, you sell the house in two days in 2020. But that's not usually the case. When I see a house for sale, uh, or when I'm looking for a house, when I'm looking at houses for sale, mm -hmm. I'm looking at houses that I don't have to do anything to for the most part. Sure. Like the pictures look great. <laughs> I want to move in like that yeah. and not have to change too much. Yeah. And I would be happy to move into a place, or not move in, but to purchase a home that needed some work so that everything that I did was more personal mm -hmm. to me versus like see i want to i want to buy a two million dollar house where everything is like all the materials are like top, cool top notch yeah it's like really nice looking and 
Yeah, I'll take that as it is. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, see how we'll this see. we'll see how this relationship ends up. <laughs> but you know, thirty six hundred payments. That's thirty six hundred dollar a month payments. No, thirty six hundred payments. Thirty six hundred payments Which left. Which means they have ten years worth of mortgage to pay. Thirty six hundred. Yeah. Right. It's twelve. Twelve times ten is one hundred and twenty. Oh, so when did they buy? I think he just means thirty six hundred dollars a month. No. That's not how he wrote it. We still have thirty six hundred. Yeah, but so it, if you go calculator, thirty six hundred divide by twelve, that's three hundred years. Oh, thirty. So three hundred and sixty months, right? Is probably what he wanted because it's a thirty year mortgage. I I don't know. He, just because he didn't include the dollar sign doesn't mean it doesn't. He doesn't mean thirty six hundred dollars a month. We still have thirty six hundred monthly payments to go. Okay, maybe you're right. So. I think maybe he means 360 monthly payments because that's 30 years. Maybe. All right, Jim D., just let us know because... Maybe he has a 300-year mortgage. (laughs) That's a good mortgage. I don't know. That's a good mortgage because you're not going to pay it off. You just... They'll they'll get their money in 300 years. Right. And you won't be there. Nice move. You don't care. Nice move, Jim D. Good job, Jim D. (laughs) Um, Let's see if we have any other questions in the email. Oh, we also got a message from Jesse. And Jesse says, Hi there, longtime fan of the vlog and the podcast. Just listened to the last episode and figured I'd write. Have you ever considered buying a certified used car, Andrew? You can get nice low mileage with long warranty when you buy used from a certified brand a name brand dealer. Okay. The other positive is that your registration, taxes, and insurance will all be cheaper than with a new car. Thanks for all the entertaining content. That sounds good. Jesse. I do like the, uh, the warranty part and I guess the low mileage part as well mm-hmm. because uh, one of my, uh, similar to the house discussion thing is that I really don't like dealing with fixing car BS. So last week we were talking talking about one of the questions was what problem do you have that you haven't resolved and Andrew was like I don't have a car so right this is Jesse's solution to yeah. Andrew so that's why I always like leasing um, because you get a brand new car that doesn't have any issues after three years you hope I mean if it has low mileage and if there is a warranty on it where I can just get things fixed I guess that's a reasonable option mm-hmm. so I could look into that yeah look into that. there is something nice about having seven miles on that car when you get it <laughs> no other previous owners just me i thought you were gonna say the just s- me and that lady <laughs> i thought you were going to say the smell but then i was going the to new car smell yeah you can buy that yeah seems like they've hacked that mm-hmm. um so you can always turn back the odometer to you know what do you mean to seven miles if that's what you really want isn't that illegal it is illegal, but if it's your car, why do you care? What if that would so you put it back when you sell it again? Right. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous suggestion. We're trying to solve your problems here on Tell's Podcast, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Yeah. Keep trying. Thanks for the message, Jesse. I guess so. I guess I could take a look. Yeah. But yeah. Dealing with dealing with broken cars, dealing with house maintenance. No what, thanks. What do you want to deal with in your life? Uh, I don't mind like coming up with ideas and things, you know, for like projects. Like new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like I like to look forward. I don't like to get stuck 
working on fixing something that is hindering my progress. Somebody else do that. I got to look down the road a little bit. Okay. If 2020 has taught me anything, it's to keep looking down the road. <laughs> Never be in the moment. <laughs> I think there's actually, uh, you know, you can find some like peace and satisfaction with like fixing things. That's probably true. But I have to take the time to learn how to do it. And then you don't have to do it yourself. Sometimes you just need to problem solve that item you're just like don't give me any problems at all um i want to create my own problems not necessarily by creating my own projects i don't want you to give me problems yes that's true yeah i don't want to deal with problems from a from something else you that i'm already paying for <laughs> it should just work <laughs> okay this podcast is going off the rails for the last this is getting good no, we don't want to hear you complaining <laughs> about the things that you don't want to do. No. You got to know how like you function, how you function best. You I know? think so. Yeah. I mean, I think that's good. I Lean don't, into see, your strengths. I don't... Lean into your strengths. Okay. Put your weaknesses on someone else's plate. If you can, you know, if you can mm -hmm. pay someone else to do it mm -hmm. so that you can just do the things that you're most interested in and that you excel at. I think that's a good strategy. Okay. That's words of wisdom from Andrew Nimi. Yes to close out the year um i you also listened to the bill perkins book die with zero most of it any thoughts uh really interesting it's it's kind of like refreshing in a way daunting at the same time but refreshing to hear him talk about death and planning for death mm -hmm. you know because everyone just wants to kick that can down the road and not really dwell on death but like you said it's uh good i think you said that in another of our shows that it's good to uh, actually think about these things because we all die. We do all die. So that's interesting. Um, you got really depressed by the book. I got depressed more <laughs> by the different chapters where he was saying you really need to look after your, your health mm -hmm. because that pays a lot of dividends later on. It sort of determines how much you're going to enjoy everything, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it for me was just, I think I've always wanted things fast so i wanted the success in my 20s instead of doing 20 year old person things like instead of traveling mm -hmm. i was like no i want the most stressful job with the most hours because if i work now then i have 40s yeah um but it's not guaranteed sure so but uh the good news is that you're still quite young yeah, but my 20s are gone. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, it's definitely like some of this, there's a lot of fun experiences out there in your 20s. But uh, I don't know if you really appreciate it anyway, you know, when you're a dumb kid. No, but you spoke 20s. about like coming to Vegas in your 20s versus coming to Vegas in your 30s, which I think both times can be very fun. And it's going to be a different experience, of course, right? So I think I was late in my 20s when I realized I don't have to wait to go to Mexico to stay at the Four Seasons. I can go to Mexico and stay in Airbnb today. Yeah. And I think that has been more enriching in my life. And I wish I just had learned that sooner. Because when I was 18, I was like, me? In a hostel? I don't think so. Mm. No regrets. You could have been dead. Something could have killed you out there. 
when you were gallivanting instead of working. Well, yeah, I mean, um, no regrets, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what we're going to try to do. Should we wrap this up? We should. All right. Thank you so much for listening to Tal's podcast. If you like this podcast, you heard today we had a voice message. You can leave us a voice message too. 702-690-9299. You can text us as well. This this isn't really the phone signal anymore. You know, (laughs) now it's this. Yes, now. (laughs) They say this is how you know how old you are, whether you do this for the phone signal or this. All the youngins do this and older people. This is the phone signal. Have you ever used a rotary phone in your life? Of course. Okay. My grandma had one. That's cute. (laughs) We had one. My family. My immediate family. uh, We might have had one too, actually. Mm. But I know for sure my grandma had one. So. As you were saying. Um, And if you would like to write to us, hello at tellspodcast.com. Wishing you and your family a happy new year, prosperous, healthy, most importantly, and peaceful. Peaceful. <laughs> and uh, thank you for being my co-host, Andrew Nimi. A pleasure. Thanks for getting us to do this because it's been fun and rewarding, and, re- <laughs> and not very monetary rewarding, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> we'll try and fix that in the new year, huh? We'll see. All right. Until next year bye bye